Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylight Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Let me share a couple of scriptures with you before I get into the preach as well. The first one here is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. That might be a word for some of you here this morning. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I'm making a way in the wilderness. Maybe you feel like you've been in a wilderness in this last season. Maybe you feel like it's been a bit of a wasteland. Well, Jesus, well, God's promise through Jesus for you and for me that he's making streams in the wasteland. He's making a way in your wilderness. Maybe you just don't see it just yet. You know, in some ways I feel like my wife's already preached my message in, in the few things that she's shared here this morning. So I'm going to finish there and we're going to go. No, no, I won't. Um, but basically, uh, oh yes, I do want to remind you, David would give me a hard time if I didn't. Uh, one of our traditions as a church is to walk up uh, Tomary Headland on uh, New Year's Day, New Year's morning. And uh, uh, so we're meeting over there to leave the, for the ascent, I've been told. Sounds like rock climbing or something, but it's just a track. Uh, we leave at 4.45 a.m. over there, Shoal Bay, at Tomary Headland. So if you want to be there, make sure you're there. Otherwise, you'll have to meet us at the top. Um, and we're going to pray in the new year. We're going to, as the sun rises, we're going to believe that Jesus rises afresh in us. You know, and uh, it's a great time to reset our year. Tomorrow we start 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, uh, uh, and I want to just give that some, some profile here this morning as well. You know, uh, this year I particularly believe that we're seeking God for His best in our lives, a greater freshness, greater revelation of who He is. And, and for me personally, I really feel like God's challenged me big time this year to lift the bar, to take it to another level, to challenge you as a church to do the same, to set aside time this year to reset that which has become normal and every day reset that for a fresh start this year for a year of influence i believe there's a year of influence coming this next year 2018 and uh and this is i believe this is where it all starts and there's 21 days of prayer and fasting it has so much potential for every single one of us it's particularly important to reposition us to to set out our purpose to to set out a year, to start a year well, to set a platform, a base, a foundation for the year ahead. And, uh, and in that time, you know, and you don't have to fast for 29 days. It's not about that. But what we try to do is have someone or multiple people fasting for every day of the, the 21 days. And, uh, and we've got forms up the back that you can fill in. There's an online form you can just go in and email it through. There's thing on our web page it's under ministries 21 days of prayer and fasting and you can just fill that in and send it in let us know what you're, you're up to uh, but i feel like this year there's so much potential to align our hearts with the heart of jesus to to align ourselves with what god's purpose is for us 
And this year, we're not only doing the prayer and fasting, um, not only starting the, the, the year with a walk up Tomary Headland, we're actually going to meet together on, on Sunday the 7th and the 14th at 5pm for our prayer meetings, as Jess talked about in the announcements in the church news. And then the last one on the 21st, we're going to do a worship night. And it's going to be prayer and worship, and it's going to be a great opportunity just to lift up Jesus' name. I don't know if you're here for the one we did this year, but it was great. It was fantastic. So you make sure you are here for that. That God moves. We, we pray with and for each other. Uh, there's just great freedom to do what God wants to do in that meeting. And we want to celebrate what God's done over that, that 21 days. You know, as I said a bit earlier, maybe this last year has been a shocker for you. Maybe for you, you've just grown a little bit lukewarm in your walk with God. Maybe, you know, your heart's just grown just a little cooler, a little colder in the process for the things of God. You, you've lost your first love. You've lost your passion a little bit. You know, maybe you've felt like um, you've lost that servant-hearted surrender that God wants for us. You know, maybe you've forgotten about God's favor and his goodness and his mercy and, and in the stresses of life because life comes at us flat out and just, it just it bombards us usually. And, and so often it's a response to that that, that our, our life looks like. And, uh, and, and, and this year, because we've used, particularly when we think about this 21 days of prayer and fasting, but this word reset, here's an opportunity to reset yourself spiritually, emotionally, physically, to reset that which has been and not take that as normal anymore, but to set the bar higher. You know, I find the change comes when I get disgusted at myself, when I get discontent, I get discouraged with the way life is. And the change comes as a consequence of, of that decision to step into a new season, a new time, a new uh, still in my spirit, a new thought, a new way of doing life, a new thing. And, and, and that's what this word reset is all about. You know, uh, I sort of jumped ahead a little, but uh, I want to give you just this out of Matthew 6 that Robin talked about this morning. There's a few verses in there. It says, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. When you give, when you pray, when you fast. Not if you pray, not if you give, not if you fast. It's when you do. When you do those things. So there's no question that we should fast. And there are different types of fasts. And initially, biblical fasts were connected to food or absence of food, you know, denying yourself food so that you gave God your attention. And, and it might have been a, a complete fast, which you drank water and you didn't eat food. And that might have been for a, a day uh, a couple of days, seven days. You know, there's not too many people in the Bible that actually did more than seven days. Um, King David did seven days for his baby son that was dying. He was ill. And, uh, um, you know, I think only Moses and Jesus are the only ones I could find that actually fasted for longer than seven days. Oh, I've actually done a seven-day fast once with only water, and I must admit I didn't end up feeling that good after that. I... I uh, Whereas I can do three-day fasts really easily. I can do multiple of those every year, which I do as part of my rhythm in the year. And, uh, and seven days is a, a bit more of a challenge. But it's all about preparing your heart and your mind and leaving space for God and, and God's grace to invade that space, I guess. That, that's why 
Here's the thing. I, I thought about this this morning. This is a little bit all over the place, but, but there you go. Um, we've all got unbelief in our lives. We are all unbelievers because there's parts of our lives that we yet don't have believe what God's promise is for us. There's a revelation in the Word of God for every one of us, for a promise of God, for the things of God, for the future. And, and for each one of us, there's unbelief in our lives. There's things that we are not believing God for. We might intellectually say we do, but in our hearts, we're not actually believing God. So we're all unbelievers in a way. And, and, and that's what this time is about. It's setting this 21 days apart to actually seek God's face, to seek his will, to seek his purpose, to get passionate about the things of God, to put him first in our lives, to set up the rest of our year well as a consequence of that. And, and, and I think we sometimes put on this facade of having it all together. Oh, yeah, I believe God. Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe God. Do you really? Do you really? If, if you're really, really challenged on that, do you really believe God? Are you really believing that promise God has got for you? Have you actually got a confirmation? that? Have you got that revelation? Have you got your, the, a scripture that you're holding on to in belief that God is going to come through on that? That's what we all need. We need that absolute confirmation that God is coming through in that situation. Anyway, I've got off track. There's different types of fast. There's a Daniel fast. It might be unprocessed food. It's like vegetables and fruits. And uh, generally, it's not meat and, and dairy and all those sorts of things. And, and it's a great way to clean out. Daniel did that when they were taken captive into uh, Babylon. And, uh, and then later on in, Dan in the book of Daniel, it talks about he's seeking God's face for Israel. And he does a 21-day fast for, for Israel. And it's all non-processed foods or vegetables and fruit. That's a great thing to do. Maybe for you, it might be, you might just... Do natural juice. You know, you might just decide to go, look, I'm just going to have fruit and veggies and I'm going to juice it. Or it might be that you might have like a clear broth, you know, a soup, something like that. You just eat that for, for a period. And it's whatever suits you in the season you're in. There's also the fasting of these days, something that controls us, social media, TV, Facebook, you know, PlayStation, alcohol. Anything that you feel like controls you and you don't control it, well, that's what you need to focus on in that fast. You need to get that out of your life and work out how to do it. And Chris came up with this great understanding of what reset was. It's not new, but it's from a, 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 a computer. Um, when we want to reset or restart a computer, we do Control, Delete, and Alt, right? Clear Alt stands for alternate. That's what it actually stands for on the keyboard. Um, so what do you need to control in your life? What's controlling you? What's the th it's, it's maybe time to hit the reset button. Maybe it's time. What do you need to get out of your life? What do you need to get rid of? What to delete from your life? Maybe it's time to hit the reset button. What do you need to replace it with? What's the alternative? What's the thing you need to put into your life? What habits and practices do you need to add to help get close to God, to your spouse, to your family, to your friends, to relationships? Maybe it's time to hit the reset button on that. See, so much of our technology has to be reset. You know, um, 
I was just thinking about this in this process. Um, I remember when there was discussion going on about how technology was going to save us so much time. Was anyone old enough to know, remember those discussions? They're talking about all the, the technology that was coming in and we're just going to only have to work a couple of hours a week and we're going to have all this spare time and we don't know what to do with ourselves and, well, that didn't happen. It actually made us busier somehow. You know, I remember, I don't know about if you think about what a, a, a phone has, the potential capacity for what a phone has. This little thing Oh, it's got messages in there. Um, you send me messages. Um, no, no, don't. Uh, this little little thing, this little tiny little thing like that, can actually is is like what we used to have computers were full of, like a whole room full of computer. The potential of that is is amazing, and and, and but every now and then, every now and then, this thing needs to be reset. You know, every now and then it starts to jam up. Every now and then it starts not to work as well as it's supposed to. And it puts it back to its original condition. You know, I, I don't know you, but I've got, I try not to read those messages. I've got thousands of songs on this thing. I've got hundreds of CDs, equal to hundreds of CDs, or records, or if you're really old, cassettes on this thing. You know, it's amazing. I've got all these contacts. I've got I can all sorts of different newspapers. I can check news across the earth on this. I've got notes from hundreds of sermons. I've got all the diaries from our holidays that we've got, including thousands of photos on it. You just go, this little thing has got all that on it. it. It is amazing, the technology. And yet, every now and then, it needs to be reset because it doesn't work as well as it's supposed to. And we get frustrated with that. You know, I remember when mobile phones first came in. Uh, I remember when mobile phones first came in and uh, in our business we had mobile phones in our cars, have a nice little aerial out the back and all, they looked pretty cool. But our technical people had these little brick phones, which was like, they were heavy. They were like a house, well, multiple house bricks actually in them. And yet they'd only work for a little while and then you'd have to recharge them for a whole day to get them to work again. And I remember then they went from that, and then I got a flip phone. I remember that. It was a flip phone. I felt so cool. It was one of those silver ones that flipped out, and then I think it broke in half or something one day. And uh, then the, the phones got really small. Do you remember that when they got really, really tiny? And now they got big again. I don't know how you even get half of these phones in your pockets anymore. But uh, it's amazing the technology that's been around. You know, but all of it, doesn't matter what it is, it all needs to be reset at some stage. You know, I don't know if you've ever had to reset your, or when your modem's not working right, your Wi-Fi modem, and you ring up some, and and they eventually tell you to reset your modem. You, you feel like throwing the phone because you've been on the out there for hours waiting for this person just to give you that bit of advice. You go, I've already done that. You know, it's still not working. But every part of our technology needs to be reset. You know, and as, as a pastor, as your pastor, it's my responsibility from time to time to remind you and to remind myself to hit the reset button on your life. What is normal maybe doesn't have to be normal any longer. Maybe you're relying way too much on the stuff of the world. Maybe you're relying on your own skills and your own talents. Maybe you've been striving. Maybe you're stressed. 
Maybe your focus has got off God and on the things of the world. Maybe a little self-obsessed, selfish instead of selfless, you know. Maybe it's in your area of work. Maybe, you know, you're getting your self-worth from your work and you're putting more and more time and energy into that, trying to get more self-worth. Maybe it's in your area of finances, you know, spending, um, your spending has gone through the roof and there's no extra income coming in, but all of a sudden you're living beyond your means. And the, and the only way that you can survive is keep putting money on credit cards. And maybe it's time to reset that. Or in your marriage, maybe something's not quite right, not spending much time together. Or when you do it sort of lifeless and you think, well, you know, I just won't spend so much time. I'll start the phone and I'll start using more of my phone or I'll be on the computer or, 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 or hobbies or... or or whatever it is, other friends, and, and, and maybe your marriage just isn't doing it for you anymore. It's time to reset. There's things you can do. Maybe for your parenting, it's got such hard work that you've given up. I choose not to spend much time at home because it's too hard. I can't do it anymore. I, I can't deal with it anymore. Or maybe it's in a relationship that's drawing you away from God instead of to God. Every now and then, we all need to hit the reset button. Every now and then, we all need to do that. You know, let me read you this scripture, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. It's the other message version. With all this going on for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground and don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the work of the Master, confident that nothing you do for Him is a waste of time or effort. Don't hold back. You know, there's a great story about a guy I read this week in his bio, and it, his name was uh, William Borden. And he, he had this attitude. Um, look, I will read it. I, my message is like based over two weeks, so I've got plenty to give you in, in the second week if I don't get it here this morning. But... Um, he was a, a guy, he's from a wealthy family. He graduated high school in the early 1900s. He was heir to the board and family fortune, so he's very wealthy. Um, as his graduation president, his parents, uh, this is in the early 1900s, gave a 16-year-old board and a trip around the world. As a young man travelled through Asia, Middle East, Europe, he felt a growing burden for the world's hurting people. Finally, Bill Borden wrote home about his desire to be a missionary. Friends expressed disbelief, throwing himself away to be a missionary. His dad responded and said, you know what? I don't know. You, you're not going to get access to the family fortune if you go down this track. And the story goes that Borden, in response to this, wrote two words in the back of his Bible. No reserves. No reserves. And even though he was from a wealthy family, he, went to, he, he also went to Yale University. And, uh, and people noticed something different about him. Not that he was rich, but he was spiritually mature, that he surrendered to Christ in the process. And, uh, and people found his consistency amazing. He was like solid as a rock, and he was settled on his purpose. And, uh, and in, his, in his diary it says this, say no to self and yes to Jesus every time. You know, in his first semester at Yale... He started to meet together with a guy in a prayer. 
and uh, before we knew it, it was two and three and four, and uh, there was hundreds of them after the first semester. You know, by senior year, there's only 1,300 students at Yale, and 1,000 were at this prayer meeting. It's stunning. It's stunning. You know, and, 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 and Warden made a habit of seeking out the toughest, the most, uh, you know, just the toughest individuals to, to minister to, to show them Christ in the process. And, uh, and he wasn't just confined to the Yale campus. He was about, uh, he cared for widows and orphans and disabled. He rescued drunks from the streets of New Haven to rehabilitate them. He took them to the mission center. He started a Yale Hope Mission Center, started that. Uh, he'd be found in the back streets of the night, you know, picking up people, helping people, hungry, poor people. And, uh, and then it led him to uh, an outreach to the Muslim community, the Muslim Kanzu people in China. And he got his eyes fixed on that. And he encouraged all his place classmates to do the same as well. Um, but as he graduated, he had so many offers of jobs. He said no to all of them. And he wrote this two more words in his Bible, no retreat, no retreat. He went on to graduate and, uh, and he sailed for China, hoping to work with the Muslims. He stopped first in Egypt to study Arabic. There he contracted spinal meningitis. Within a month, the 25-year-old William Borden was dead. Wow. When the news of this hit, you know, the, the newest stories went crazy, the newspapers, and a wave of sorrow went round the world. Borden not only gave away his wealth, but himself in a way so joyous and natural that seemed a privilege rather than a sacrifice. That was in his biography, written by someone else. Was Borden's untimely death a waste? Was it a waste? Not in God's perspective. And as the story goes, Borden had written two more words in the back of his Bible. No regret. No regret. No reserves. No retreat. No regrets. You know what? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could live our lives like that? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could reset our priorities, our, our purpose, our, our passions to outwork that? No reserve, no retreat, no regrets. To live our life in the freedom that Christ has got for us. I just find that a stunning, stunning story of someone that you had expected to go down at one track and just went down a completely different track. How do we reset? Well, I think it's a scripture we looked at earlier, Isaiah 43. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And that 2 Corinthians verse we, we read, 2 out of 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. How can we reset ourselves to be a new creation, to be all that God wants us to be, to be a witness in our lives, in our community, in our world? And I think it starts with this 21 days of prayer and fasting. You know, I'm not going to get very much further along in my message, but I just want to bring this point out to you this morning. Out of Matthew 17, verses 14 and 18. It's a great scripture, and I have got a screen, I think. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. 
has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here. Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of the boy. He was healed at that moment. This is such an interesting story. Up to this point, it seems Jesus' disciples were able to heal whoever got brought to them. They're actually able to do that. They were healing people. They're seeing people free in the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. But it's clear Jesus is disappointed with this, the disciples' lack of belief. You know, maybe they were taking things for granted. Maybe they'd lost their way. Maybe they lost their wonder and awe in being in Jesus' presence. Uh, but Jesus says in verse 17, you unbelieving and perverse generation. Now, he wasn't talking to the crowd. He was talking to the disciples, those ones he's sown years into that have been building up and positioning for the, the future ahead to be leaders in the church. And he calls the disciples two things. And I believe this could be a key for us here this morning as well because it absolutely applies to us. Unbelieving and perverse. Unbelieving speaks to a disconnection from God. You see, even though we're thinking we're doing God's will, we're a Christian, there's a distance between us and God. And you're doing the God journey, but from a distance, at my convenience, at my will. My will will be done. And it ends up being without any power. It ends up being without any faith. It ends up being there's there's nothing happening as a consequence of that. We need to trust in God. And there's a need for a greater connection with God to get that. And perhaps you've become unbelieving and it's time to reset. Maybe you've recognized you need a greater connection with God. This is your opportunity to get a greater connection with His Word, with the Holy Spirit, by spending time with God. And the second term Jesus used is perverse. And this speaks to being too connected to the world, to the things of the world. Everything in our natural man, in our carnal man, in our flesh, leads leads us to a greater connection with the world, if left untouched, if left to do its natural course. We end up being more connected to the world than we do to God. And it's a problem for most of us, I believe, when we're disconnected to God and overly connected to the world, we end up being unbelieving and perverse. Maybe for the disciples, they're beginning to believe their own press releases. You know, maybe for them, they're starting to feel a little self-important, feeling like they're getting the accolades of man, you know, that hanging around with Messiah, uh, doing all these great miracles, healing people. We're the ones, we're the man, you know, and... and, uh, I'm not sure, but but this is what the solution Jesus gives them in this scripture because he says something really interesting and he identifies a disconnection from God and a connection to the world. How do we reset? How do we reset? Jesus talks about prayer and fasting in Matthew 17, verses 19 and 21. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. 
Nothing will be impossible for you. And there's a verse that's sometimes left out of some of our Bibles. It's not left out. It's verse 21, but sometimes it's down in the footnotes because it's not in every single manuscript. But it goes on to say in verse 21, but this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. The power is when we seek God first and we pray and we fast and we put him first in our lives, then we can expect the miracles. You see, we, Jesus prayed all night and fasted for weeks and he'd do a miracle in a couple of seconds. You know? But, but we wanted to pray for a couple of seconds and do a miracle for hours. You know, we want the miracle in our lives. We're not prepared to put in the footwork, the foundation, the, the, under, the things that undergird that. And if we want the power of Jesus in our lives, I'm telling you, there's something significant about this scripture. And Jesus not only gives us the problem, but he gives us the solution. Prayer is the connection to God. It's spending time with God. It's connecting with him. It's not the, the couple of minutes in the morning before you go to work or, or before you get your day starts. No, no. It's actually spending time with God, focusing, seeking his face. Get a vision and a confidence and a boldness of what God wants to do in you and through you. Prayer connects us to God. And just a little faith, Jesus says, can move mountains. And, and for the perverse, the over the overly connected to the world fasting is the solution for that it's time to reset the what's normal it's disconnection from the things of the world and it's what fasting represents for us as a disconnect from the world from the desires of the world it's a disconnect from the flesh and the worldly pleasures and it's a time when we draw back from the world and focus on god trusting god spend time with god and for me prayer and fasting has been absolutely central to every part of our journey because you know, naturally I'm not that smart naturally I'm not that gifted and yet God has done amazing things through this church through those times where you just get with God and you just, you're there and you just go God I, I don't know if I can do this anymore I need to seek your face and can I urge you as we head into this 21 days of prayer and fasting get on your face before God be determined to, to, to get something out of your life, to reset your life, to, to, to delete or to control or, or to, to bring something new into your life in this season. Let me pray. Let me pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come around your word, God. I pray this morning, Lord, your Holy Spirit is just uh, stirring us each one of us, God, in this season. To be all that you want us to be, God, to, as we finish this year, 2017, and we enter in this new year, this new opportunity, this new potential in 2018. God, I pray this morning, Holy Spirit, you, you just lead us, guide us, prompt us, counsel us. Do what you need to do, God, to get our attention. Father, this morning, I just pray your word was so clear that it just severs that which it needs to sever, that it lays open that which it needs to lay open. And Father, I, I pray the seed, the Word of God, goes in deep and starts to germinate. God, and Father, I pray even this morning that some of us even get so disgusted in the way we're living our lives, we make a decision, a decision. We reset our world 
and go, you know what? I'm no longer happy living that way. From this point forward, I'm going to put you first, Jesus. And here this morning, maybe you've never made that decision. Maybe you've made it before. Maybe somehow in the issues of life, it's been crowded out. Well, I want to give you an opportunity while eyes are closed, heads are bowed, for you to, to, to start afresh. To start afresh at the end of this year, 2017, to set up your 2018 year really well. Here's an opportunity. Say, Greg, that's me. I've got self-track. I've got self-track. I, I need to reset. I need to reset big time. I need to ask Jesus into my heart afresh. If that's you here this morning, just stick up your hand really quickly and I'll, I'll recognise it. If that's you this morning, just go, Greg, that's me. Fantastic. Fantastic. Anyone else here this morning? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, we thank you for this year that's been gone. But God, we pray right now, we get a laser-sharp vision through you for what this next year looks like, God. We want to be on fire for you, God. We want to be passionate for you, God. We want to lift up your name in this place. God, we want to operate in the power that is there for us, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare that upon our church, upon every single person, upon every family, every situation, every sickness, every illness, God, we declare the power of God to be in that, God, to heal to bring that which needs to come right in that process. We lift up every situation in the name of Jesus Christ. It is good. It is good. All is well with my soul. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.